new thing or the other with regards to what happened to Jesus. And it's very important that we learn to understand the details of all that's happened because it's a part of what builds our faith. It constitutes the structure of our belief. It's both informative and formative. It's informative in the sense that as we listen to it, it gives us the details of all that took place. So that even though we're not there, by this, you can feel literally the reality of what happened 2,000 years ago. So you get to be informed about what happened. It happened in the end. And we know that everything that happened in the course of Jesus, the hand of the Jews, have prophetic impact. The mind of God, the will of God is revealed at every stage. And the essence of God in his way that you and I may know why he does, why he, why he, why he did what he did, the reasons behind them, and how it can be a blessing to us. It's also formative in a sense that after we have gotten in touch with the historical facts, based on that reality, it can now form our hearts. Down shape our belief. And it's because we've been formed by it, that's what we've gathered today to honor this event after Jesus. Jesus was a very notable person in his time. He was very popular. The Bible says that if all that Christ did was to be written in the in the written, the whole books in the world will not contain it. So we all have a very miniature aspect of what Christ, Christ did. As a matter of fact, the entire ministry of Jesus, the cumulative to his passion and death and resurrection, is more than what we find in the Bible. It's like when something happens somewhere and they capture the newspaper, you know? It's very little compared to what will happen there. So Jesus' case in the hand of Pilate and the rest of them was a huge case. The town was a god because of this. And so the entire church is bringing this to bear to us that we may meditate on them and see this reality that Jesus has done. It's a moment when we ask ourselves the passion of Jesus, the death of Jesus, his burial and resurrection. How has that blessed me? What has that to offer me? How can his passion, death, and resurrection affect me now? What difference is he making? Or what difference has he made in my life? It's a means that when we get informed about it, we are formed by it, and then we can start to say, based on this and this, this is what my life has become. 
You can see Paul saying in, 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 in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he said, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ that lives in me. The life I live now in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and died for me. You can see the way that's formed Paul. It's become a reality to him. And now his life is wrapped up in the mystery of his passion, death, and resurrection. This is the cross of the Christian life. If you don't understand this mystery, if this mystery, you know, does not form your heart, your Christian life will be so shallow. You don't become a bunch of uh, human persons who believe some tenets without reality. That's why we must take this with very seriously, the gift of God. Well, because of this lengthy period of worship, that we feel for us to ruminate on this reality, but now we have entered a day. And the essence of meditating on it, thinking about it, is that it will be formed in our hearts. That our hearts can testify in reality that this is what has happened. There are a few points there that I was touched in the gospel. The first one is that uh, respond when he was saying, Jesus, you shall not die. No one will kill you. And then the visitor was confronted. Ah, you are like one of them. Peter denied. <coughs> when found, he will curse himself. He cast himself and said, I don't know him. But this is the same person who was with Jesus a few hours ago. Why was he like that? What happened? At a time that Jesus needed at least someone who can stand and say, Ah, I know him. What's the matter? Nobody stood for him. He stood for others, but nobody stood for him. He stood for the woman with the woman of adultery. He stood for those who were sick. He stood for those who were hungry. In many people's lives, change their stories. Now he is passing through his own that time. No one stood for him. No one. And they divided with him. Don't say, oh, he's gone now, he doesn't need it. Jesus was fully human. He felt that rejection. At least if one person had identified with him, he would say, oh, at least someone came. But nobody came. How do you feel in life when everyone abandons you? How do you feel when sometimes you have people identify with you? Just imagine yourself now having a case that's about to bring down your head. And you start calling people that you have known. People who trust them that they will be of help to you. And everybody turned you down. How do you feel about that? 
That's what we case for Jesus. He didn't do this for himself. He was rejected because of you, because of me. He was lacerated because of me, because of you. He told this that you and I they have some credence before God. That's why the church does not joke to this moment. Let us maximize it prayerfully. It's holy week. It's a week to say, Jesus, thank you. As you meditate at Easter, you say, thank you. You know why the, uh, the, the gospel was going on? At every point in time, when I see the star Jesus took to see sustain the will of God, my heart has said, thank you. Because all that was to make me who I am today. This week, as you reflect on the readings, that's why I made sure that we made available the copies of the readings for the whole of this week and down to Easter. Then after Easter, have a hard copy. You can produce yourself and mark things that touches you. Okay? Do it devotionally. That's why before the mass ends, everybody here must have a copy of that, you know, uh, bulletin. Thank you. You may have it in your phone. Thank you for the phone. You might have your phone. All right? But we have a hard copy that you can mark and write a few things that touches you or what inspires you. It goes a long way to impact your world. Maximize the opportunity of this week, temple of God. It's a week to be recommended. Think about what Jesus did. In few days' time, we are going to be having the last supper. It's so nice. Down to Good Friday. Down to Holy Saturday. And it will culminate with the Easter celebration. If you throw this time the church gives back to new children, who are baptized, are brought into the ministry of salvation. Salvation is given to you know, the hearts of people again. It's a time of hope. And that's what all that darkness is doing. God is still reaching out to his children and bringing them to him that he may be their God and they shall be his people. If Jesus' death makes any sense to you, then demonstrate it this week that the whole 1.6 billion carries and honoring him. As a matter of fact, for every Catholic, this Holy Week is a, a week of full retreat for everybody in the Catholic. Anywhere you are, you'll be in the mood of what retreat, whether you're in your office, anywhere you are. It's the holiest week in the church's calendar. You must present some level of decorum, some level of comportment. You must get focused. It's a time for you to be able to humble yourself before God. Don't allow yourself to be erratic about this week. It's a week again you carry your Bible and go through it yourself again. Go through the passions of Christ. Wait for them again. It's a time that you will tell the Father, this gift of yours to me, I truly appreciate. 
Bible says the devil do everything to obscure the passion that I read of Jesus because that was where Jesus brought him to the alone. The defeat of Satan was established in the passion, death, and resurrection. And the devil do everything to obscure it, to erase it. He will do everything to take it away from the minds of people. Because the less you know about it, the more darkness will endure your heart. And that's why Jesus crystallized in the Eucharist. That as we say the Eucharist, we are literally every day reenacting and celebrating his passion, death, and resurrection. And this has become the foundation, the stronghold of the church for about thousand years. And look at what Jesus said, we will read the gospel and the ground before the procession. He says, Go into the village and get find a donkey tied and a cloak with her, untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says to you, says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and he will untie them immediately. Then he says, This is the chalice of my drink, which I drink with you now. But I won't drink it again until we meet in heaven. <laughs> I was so touched by that. I was so touched by that. After this one, the next one is about to drink it again in heaven. I just imagine how it's going to be to celebrate the Eucharist that Jesus Himself will celebrate for the church in heaven. How is it going to be like? That means there's something that is being prepared for us. And it's huge. And so we take advantage of the grace of the season to enrich ourselves again and again and again. The Bible says from his fullness, but you see grace upon the grace. May this week that is holy bless you richly in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May this week that will reflect on the passion. Death and resurrection of Jesus that will culminate with his resurrection. Be a turning point in our lives. Be a turning point in our faith. Be a turning point in our joy with God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May this week be a week that the Lord will expand again. Touch us deep again. As Catholics to understand the prayers of our faith. May this week be a week that we will encounter God again. I know you more and more. And after it's done, become people of the resurrection in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In this week, as we reflect and reenact the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, continue to bring that glow to the forces of darkness, containing with the church, containing our country, containing our family and children. Then it's the water way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because each time we celebrate the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we are as well also contending with the force of evil. We are reminding them of their defeat. We are bringing to bear again the defeat of Satan to his doorsteps. We are subjecting again to the defeat that Jesus has already given to him. So it's a triumphant celebration to the church over the force of darkness. 
Return and grace instead of again for salvation for men. The world is listening to the Catholic Church. They bring the Easter. They bring the Passion of Christ. It's a moment that some people will listen to and say, What is going on? And many who look into it, look at what is going on, get inspired, and they are saved in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we pray for the spirit of prayer. We have the heart of grace and seek the Lord. The God bless you once in the house through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.